Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Hello and welcome to the second edition of View from the Top of the Goalpost. This week we will be talking about our recap of week two. We'll also be discussing our picks for week three. And we also have a bold prediction to start the show. But I'm really excited to talk about how week one was great, but week two goes hold my beer and was even better. So I am Diesel, your host, joining you from Diesel's Dapper Dungeon of Delight. And I am pleasured to be this underweird. It is my pleasure to be joined by my best friend, uh, great football mind, great podcast partner, and obviously my tag team partner. It is the Dadalac Chad. Hello! Yes, I am Chad, and yeah, week two of NFL action, even though I didn't watch it because I was at a Brewer game, like getting home and seeing all the highlights, I had spent at least an hour and a half just watching highlights because it was, wow, wow, what a day. Yeah, I was at a family reunion for a little while, so it was pretty awesome. Um, I have a bold prediction, a week two, after week two bold prediction. So one might say too early prediction, but uh, do you have yours? So I know mine's good. I want to go second because I, wa- I just want to go second. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, uh, I can, I can go first on this one. My bold prediction is that the Indianapolis Colts will not win the AFC South. I mean, at this point, is that a bold prediction? It's two games. I think it's pretty bold when you look at the rest of that uh, division. Uh, It is a weak division, fair enough. Um, Actually, my bold prediction also involves the NFC South. But it's... I think that the Dolphins will have more wins than the winner of the AFC South, but still finish second in the AFC East. Yeah, that's that that's is, a pretty good prediction. That is my bold prediction for way too early in 2022. But uh, yeah, I I feel very strongly about this. I'm high on Miami right now. I'm jumping on the bandwagon as we talked about over our text messages over the weeks, but. You want to get into some picks? Uh, I do. I do have one small other bold prediction as well. And I think you texted it to me as well. But then after watching the highlights of the game, I think Russell Wilson might be done. I don't know. I kind of think so, too. He looks like he's a little bit washed, as the kids would say. Um, He just doesn't look like Russell Wilson anymore. He's in his higher 30s. I don't know. I feel I really felt like Denver overpaid for him. I mean, you're supposed to. It's supposed to be. Uh, what are you going to do for me now? What have you done for me lately? Kind of thing. But they went the opposite and overpaid for Russell Wilson. Probably hired a really bad head coach, and they're just going to be not very good this year. Which I kind of expected. Which a lot of people like <clears throat> Jr. thought they were going to be amazing, but they barely beat the Texans. I thought they were going to be pretty good. Still got time. They have, they have talent. They have talent. But, like, I don't know. Just, 
like I said before the season started, I want to see Russell Wilson play before I'm a believer in the Broncos. And he hasn't looked very good at all in this first two games. Garbage. Well, anyways, let's move on to our th- the Thursday night game. And it's not great, but also it could be a great game because it's in the AFC North. It's a battle. It's a classic rivalry. It is the one and one Pittsburgh Steelers at the one and one Cleveland Browns. And the Browns are favored by four and a half points. And after last week, I mean, what was the most embarrassing, like, come from behind, like, loss? Like, was it the Browns? Was it Baltimore? Was it Las Vegas? Like, I can't believe how many there were just in one week alone. But then, like, how large they were as well. Yeah, I think I think the Browns was the worst. Because don't get me wrong, was real happy when I saw that Nick Chubb scored a third touchdown. But if Nick Chubb Same. just sits down right there and doesn't score, the Browns win the game. Like, the Carolina Panthers never get the ball back. And, uh, but he doesn't. He scores, and then Carolina, wait, it wasn't Carolina, it was the Jets, sorry. They played Carolina last week. Uh, the Jets get the ball back, score, get an onside kick, which, what the hell? How do you let someone recover an onside kick? 11% chance? Man, the Browns deserve to lose that game, but it was the most embarrassing. Who do you got in the Thursday night game? I hate this matchup because... Can I pick a tie? <laughs> you can pick a tie. That's that's an option. I'm just... There's three options. Yeah. This this game every... Or this game twice a year, every year, is either an absolute blowout or it's the closest game ever. There's no in-between. Either the Browns get blown out by the Steelers or the Browns hold it close and they won once last year. They win both games last year. Can't remember. Um, I don't. I think the Steelers. Steelers won the division, right? No, the Bengals. No, they won got the they got the wild card. Because if the if the Chargers would have tied with the Raiders at the end of the season, which almost happened, which is crazy that that actually almost happened, the Pittsburgh would have been out. But uh, yeah, uh, I don't remember. That was too far ago, too long ago. I am a believer. And Mike Tomlin, and even though I'm saying that, I'm going to take the Browns at home by a field goal. And I think that, so the Steelers cover, but it's uh, the Browns win the game at the last second. Whatever, I'll get the first game wrong of the week. It's fine. Uh, it's a 38 and a half point under over. Over under. I don't know why I said it backwards. Um, I feel like personally it's going to be a lower scoring scoring game than that but i also think the browns will win um pittsburgh has mitch trubisky as their quarterback and he did not look good on sunday and the patriots beat them which i didn't think was going to happen and they were at home and they changed the name of their stadium and i hate it they, I don't remember what it's called anymore, but it's not Heinz Field anymore. It's like, stop changing names of stadiums. It's, yeah. Anyways, Old man yelling at the clouds. I got Cleveland, and I think they're actually going to win by like 10. Wow. I'm going to go 24-14, which then technically would be under the 38 and a half by 0.5. It would. Hey, that hook, that's how they get you. 
All right, moving on to the first game on Sunday at noon. We have the 1-1 one one New Orleans Saints going up against their division rivals, the 0-2 Carolina Panthers. How about the Saints opening up the seasons back-to-back-to-back division games? Yeah. And, I mean, they're going to die. Like, they... <laughs> F the Saints. Like, the NFL just literally went, nah, F the Saints. We don't care. Um... The Saints are favored by three, and I don't know. I don't. They looked horrible on Sunday, and Jameis Winston looked like Jameis Winston throwing three picks. He has the record. Like I think, I think I don't know if he just broke the record or if he has the record by far of most games of three picks. He's at twelve now. Which, That's got to be the record by a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I might. My gut is telling me say New Orleans, but I mean Carolina's backs against the wall. They should have won Week One. They should have beat the Giants. I mean, realistically, they should have beat the Giants, and they didn't. I'm gonna go out on a waiver, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Carolina. I actually completely think Carolina dominates this game. I think Jameis Winston needs a backyotomy at this point because I'm pretty sure he busted his back up. It's got some serious pain going on back there. Yeah, you got your eyes fixed. Now you need to get that back fixed. I got Carolina winning going away. I don't think New Orleans has enough pieces left because, yeah, these first two weeks have just wrecked them. And now you got to play Carolina, who also knows you so well. I got Carolina. I got them finally getting that first win that they deserve. Because they could have won their first two games. They haven't won any. And damn it, Chad, you said you weren't going to pick the big cat teams last week. This is how they get me. This is how they get me, Diesel. The over-under is 40 and a half. I feel like they are going to go over. I feel like it's probably going to be like... Uh... 34-31 game, something like that. I like the over in that game. I don't know if I like that highest scoring game, but I like the over. The next matchup we have Sunday at noon is the 0-0 or 0-1-1 Houston uh, Texans, and they are going to Chicago, where hopefully they don't have to play in the soup like San Francisco did. And then Chicago's 1-1. One one. What do you got and why? Oh, the Chicago's favored by two and a half, by the way, too. Man. How are we all wrong about Houston? Are they actually like a solid defensive team? Because they're both their first two weeks of games, it was that they gave up 20 points and they gave up 16 points. That's gotta be close to, besides the Bills, the lowest scores that have been given up in the NFL this year. The Bears yeah. kinda suck. I'm on. I mean the Bears still suck. I mean, they should be 0-2. If they wouldn't have played in the that slop in week one, they would have lost the 49ers. But this is interesting. Also, uh, Lovey Smith, the head coach of the Houston Texans, former head coach of the Bears, took him to the Super Bowl. I don't know. I, I don't know. Who do you got? I'm taking Houston. I am a believer in David Mills. Chicago is favored, and they are the home team, but I 
I'm going for chaos this season. And I think uh one one and one start would define chaos for the Houston Texans. And I'm going Houston, but I'm going by like one. They're gonna score a late touchdown and I think that Lovey Smith will go for two. I just have this feeling. He wants to beat the Bears. I'm going Houston. I got a feeling. Well, we agree on Houston. I think that Houston wins going away, though. Um, this has a 40 and a half over under. I don't think that they're going to get to 40 and a half. Um, I think this game is 24 to 7. I was going to go more like 18 17. I got a pick six I'm from crazy. Justin Fields in the third quarter that really just, and then the it's it's the rest of the game is garbage time. Well, that's that's a guarantee. That's a guarantee. <laughs> uh, the next game is, I mean, this one we don't even talk about it long. It's I can even write down your pick because it's pretty obvious. It's the Kansas City Chiefs who are two and zero at the Indianapolis Colts who are zero one and one. Chiefs are a six and a half game or six and a half point favorite. You got the Chiefs, right? This is one of those games where, yes, my uh, brain is saying Chiefs all the way. But then there's also that whole, what's the most dangerous animal? An animal backs into a corner. And what if Jonathan Taylor goes, nah, nah, I'm going to put this team on my back and goes off for like 200 yards and four touchdowns have to give Jonathan Taylor the ball for that to happen. I said last week when we made our picks, they would beat Jacksonville if they ran the ball. And you know what they didn't do? They didn't run the ball and they lost 24 to nothing. I think that I do not like Frank Reich. I think that he's going to be the first coach to be fired this year. Because I honestly do not see the Colts winning this game. I'm going to make my pick right now because you're you're wavering. You don't know what you're doing yet. I can tell. But I just, I don't know. I just feel like, I mean, the Chiefs, like, looked slow in the first half of the Thursday night game last week, but they dominated that second half. And, I mean, there was great performance by Justin Herbert. It's the only reason the Chargers were still really in it. But, I mean, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense kind of took over that game in the second half. I don't know. I just, I don't think the Colts are good. I think that Jonathan Taylor's really good. I think that Matt Ryan is done. I just, he's hit that, he hit the wall. I think Atlanta sold at the perfect time because I think Marcus Mariota right now is better than Matt Ryan. That's another bold prediction for you. I think it's just a statement. I don't know if that's a prediction, but I, uh, no, I gotta go with the Chiefs. I if the, if the Colts win this game next week, I'm gonna be kicking myself. Because hopefully they get Pittman back as well. They were at least a semi-competent offense with Pittman in there, but now nah, I'm going with the Chiefs. You're right. There's there's no reason to go crazy. It's week three. I'm picking the Chiefs. And the next game is the game that I'm looking forward to the most, and hopefully is the game of the week. We have the two and O Buffalo Bills going to Miami. The division rivals were also 2-0 after that incredible comeback against Baltimore, who you cannot blame Lamar Jackson for that because Lamar Jackson won him that game. I don't know what the defense was doing, but I don't know. 
I think this game is going to be really fun. Buffalo is favored by five and a half points. And I don't know. I think that Miami probably has the best, like, one-two punch at receiver in the league. Because all you have to do is get uh, Waddle the ball, Tariq Hill the ball, and they'll do the rest. And that's what's crazy. Like, and I also believe that uh, Tua is the best, like, medium, like, length throw, like, passer. I think, like, he's super accurate. He doesn't have a strong arm. He can't really throw the bomb. But that's why Waddle and Hill are perfect for him. Dolphins are going to make some noise this year. Not winning this game, though. I think they're going to lose by seven. And I'll go 34-27. Bills. You don't, you don't take any credence in the fact that going to Miami in September is one of the hardest places to do? The Bills are rolling right now. Like, that... Their wagon is going downhill. So, like, get out of the way. I don't think, like, right now is when the Bills are going to lose their first game. It'll happen. They're not going undefeated. But I think right now they're just starting out on fire. Um, They may falter a little bit in this game. That's why I'm only picking them to win by seven. They're not going to blow out the Dolphins like they did the Titans on Monday night. Which that game, ah, Monday night was a stinker. Like, I was excited for both those games, and they didn't live up to my hype. But, I don't know. I don't think this is the week Buffalo is going down. But Miami's going to look good, too. They're going to look good in defeat, just like a good wrestling match. The loser is the one who always comes out looking better. You know, I do agree that I think the Buffalo Bills are the better overall team. And... I already put it in for you. I already put it in for you. But I'm picking the Dolphins, baby. Yep, I already put Miami in for you. There you go. <laughs> it's hard to go to Miami in September. As a Patriots fan, it's hot. It's humid. They are a Northeast team. They're coming off a short week. They did play Monday night. Yes, I know they only had to play three quarters instead of the full four quarters. But still, it's a short week. Miami is coming for blood. This is this is their game. They circled on the calendar. And I know I'm screw it. Yeah, I'm going Miami. I mean, that Bills defense is nothing to joke around with. No, you know it's. I am excited that we're gonna get two of these games this year, and I'd be excited if we got another one in the playoffs. Um, yeah, I'm glad we get one this early too. I'm looking forward to this game for sure. It's a 53 and a half point over under. What do you think? Think they're gonna? Taking the over. You're taking the over? Yeah, I as well. If I, I'm going to bet the final of this game is 30 to 27. I mean, that that means it would be a good game. Um, maybe with uh, another 60-yard Tariq Hill touchdown to cap it off. That'd be I nice can just see me. him throwing up the deuces as he's running. Dude, you just got to get him the ball. Like... I don't know why people were so down in drafting him in fantasy this year just because he went to Miami. It's like he he doesn't even have to be open. You get him the ball, he's that elusive and fast that he, he makes stuff happen. Call him the cheetah for a reason. I'm excited. Because he's a cheater. I'm excited for these Dolphins. I also am a big fan of Mike McDaniels. 
too. Head coach coming from San Francisco, who is basically running this offense last year with Debo. But now he has two Debos. Oh, man. They're going to be sick. I'm excited. I am as well. Next game on the docket is on Sunday at noon. And there's a bunch of division games this week. Detroit, who is 1-1. Going to Minnesota, who was also one and one and looked horrible on Monday night. Uh, Minnesota, however, is the five and a half point favorite. I already know what you're going to say, but I'm going to let you say it anyways. Five and a half points the Vikings are getting? That's ridiculous. Give me Detroit all day, every day, twice on Sundays. This is my golden pick of the week for betting. Put your money. If you can get the, Vi- or the Detroit Lions plus five and a half against the fucking terrible Minnesota Vikings who don't even know how to call an offense. Give it to me all day. Jared Goff, baby. I am also taking the Lions. I I don't know how to feel about the Vikings. They should be good. They're not. I don't know. I don't know if they're good. Like, they did not look good on Monday night. Like, to have good pieces, but... I don't know. The only thing that I could, the only way I can see the Vikings actually being the Lions is if Justin Jefferson did what he did to the Packers. If they can't stop Jefferson, they're probably not going to win. But I also feel like they got this confidence. Like, they had this confidence in the Eagles game, even though they lost. It carried over against the Commanders. And, I mean, at the end, it was looking a little rocky. The Commanders were looking like they were going to mount a comeback, but they didn't. But, I don't know. I just. I feel good about Detroit in this game. I like Dan Campbell. I, I'm i not down on Jared Goff like the rest of the world is. I'm, you're not either. Everyone's like, oh, Jared Goff, he sucks. The like, Lions would be so much better if they didn't have Jared Goff. Jared Goff led a team to the Super Bowl. Like, only like three or four years ago. It's not like it was that long ago. He was the number one overall pick. I feel like he's never really gotten the credit he's due. Because there's been a lot of number one overall pick quarterbacks that have been a shit ton worse than he has been. But go Lions in this game. Fuck the Vikings. Packers will be tied at the end. Or they could be tied with the Lions at the end of the week three. I haven't made my decision on that game yet. We'll get to it later. I just still, watching that game on Monday night, the Vikings get the ball at the eight, eight or nine yard line of the Philadelphia Eagles, and you can't punch it in with Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Irv Smith Jr., and a pretty solid offensive line? No, you're you are garbage. The Packers just had their one bad game of the year, the first game of the year. The Vikings suck. Lions, roar Lions, and I've now picked two big cat teams. I'm going to fucking lose this week. Moving on, another noon game. The noon slate is always awesome for Red Zone. Looks like we only have like four after like three o'clock games this year or this week. That sucks. But uh, we're, it looks like we're getting like eight and noon, so that's gonna be fun. Uh, we have the Baltimore Ravens we talked about earlier with a really bad loss against the New England Patriots, who actually had a. I mean, it didn't look pretty, but they won the game. Um, they are both one and one. The Baltimore Ravens are favored by three, and I feel like that's too small of a number. 
Yeah, once again, I mean, I love that the Patriots won last week against the Steelers. That's great. As I said, didn't watch the game. Was that a baseball game? So wasn't watching it. But they won the game 17 to 14. The first week, we put up seven points. Baltimore in two weeks has put up somewhere near 80 points of offense so far. Yeah, I'm sorry. I completely agree. And this is not my heart, because I would love to say that I think Bill Belichick can figure out a way to stop Lamar Jackson. But I saw that defense week one. Lamar Jackson is going to run all over the Patriots. Yeah, give me the Ravens, and I would bet a lot of money on them covering that minus three points, because that is way too small a margin. Uh, I'm also picking Baltimore. I think that Lamar Jackson is a man on the mission this year, and he, I mean, it's only been two weeks, but, I mean, if you had to, like, have an MVP race, I think the legit, like, race, let's not go by stats here, like, yeah, two almost has a 1,000 passing yards or whatever, like 800 or something like that, but, I mean, he's not the MVP. I think it's between Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson at this point. I it's early. But, I don't know. Lamar Jackson is definitely silencing a bunch of his haters. And, like, I'm not a hater of Lamar Jackson, but I'm not necessarily a believer in him. But this year, he's been balling out so far. And I enjoyed watching him run over Miami, but I enjoyed more what happened at the end because I have Tariq Hill on my fantasy team. So, I was very happy with that. But I'm going Baltimore, and I don't think this is going to be a game. I bet you they win by, like, 17 yeah, and uh, did you see, I, th- he, I think he was the first quarterback ever, Lamar Jackson, with a 75-plus yard rushing touchdown and a 75-plus yard passing touchdown in the same game. That's Madden shit, folks. That's the kind of shit you do with your hacked player that you drafted and then powered up to all 99 stats. You don't. That doesn't happen in real life. I forget the stat. I think it was uh, the first quarterback ever to rush for 100 throw for 300 and throw three touchdowns i think that was the stat i I don't quote me on that but i've heard so many stats since sunday that like they all kind of get jumbled in my head but i think that's the stat i heard about i should write some of these down that would be really good like prep for this show we're always prepared we're learning Uh, this this next game i am not very excited for I mean, I am and I'm not. There's there's good storylines. It's the 0-2 Cincinnati Bengals at the 1-1 New York Jets who, like, somehow pulled the rabbit out of their hat. And Joe Flacco looked really good in the last two minutes of that game. Um, good old Fluco. The Bengals are favored by 4.5, but should they be? Like, let's talk about the Bengals for a second. They totally revamped their offensive line because that was the reason they weren't any good last year when they went to the Super Bowl. And Joe Flack, or no, Joe Burrow was getting sacked all over the place. They have a way better offensive line, like maybe one of the better offensive lines in the league. And yet, Joe Burrow is the most sacked quarterback for the first uh, two weeks. And, like he can't, he doesn't have any time to throw the ball. So it's beginning to make me think that maybe it's not the offensive line. Maybe it's the offensive coordinator or even the head coach. I think uh, Zach Taylor reminds me 
a bit of Mike McCarthy, how Mike McCarthy was kind of riding the coattails of Aaron Rodgers. And I, it feels like last year, uh, Zach Taylor was doing that with uh, Joe Burrow. And I wonder if he's not that good of a coach. And maybe that's the reason Burrow is always on his back. I'm at the... This is how I feel about the Bengals at this moment. Because I agree. Going into this week, I was kind of on the, along the same lines of you. But then I started thinking about it. Week one, they played the Pittsburgh Steelers. One of the most prolific sacking teams of all time. And that team is built to put up sacks. Week two, they play the Dallas Cowboys. Who, don't get me wrong, not a great overall team. But that defensive line and that linebacker core are absolutely sick, nasty. So those are their first two games. So yeah, he probably should be the most sacked quarterback in the NFL having to play those two teams back to back. Now, this week against the Jets, if the, that line gives up another six sacks, then yeah, there is something afoul in Cincinnati. I think this is their get-right game. I think the Jets are... They did pull a rabbit out of their hat, and I don't think Fluco can find that rabbit again. I think that was the last gasp of that rabbit, and pulling it out probably popped its head off, and we'll never see that rabbit again. But... I think the Bengals get right this week, and it's not just because I'm starting Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase in fantasy football. I got the Bengals winning going away. I'm sorry, Brett. I'll stop picking the Bengals after this week if they lose again. Another big cat. Picked another big cat. Um, It's hard to pick against the Bengals, but they have not looked good. Like, they look good in the end of the Steelers game. And they came back, but they couldn't finish it off. They should have finished it off, but we all know what happened. Um, the Jets, I like Robert Salas. I like him. I liked his comments about he's keeping receipts. And then, like, I like when things like that work out. And they won that game so he can throw it in everybody's faces. The Jets aren't a good team. Joe Flacco is way past his prime. Uh, I'm surprised that he's even still playing, to be honest. Uh... But for some reason, it takes the Bengals like halfway through the fourth quarter before they realize like, holy shit, we're playing football. We need to like do something here. And then all of a sudden they just start throwing it to Jamar Chase. And like, it's like, don't you do that whole fucking game. Like I, I'm picking the Bengals because they should win this game. But oh my God, if they don't get their shit together and they don't start playing from like the first half, they're going to lose to the Jets, and if they lose to the Jets, they're not going to be able to keep up with Baltimore and win that division. And, I, and Baltimore was my pick to win the division before the season, but I thought it would be more competitive between that and Cincinnati, and I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a shame. If they lose this game, it's going to be like – season's not over, but it's hard to come back from an 0-3 start. Yeah, don't get like the difference between one and two and oh and three in the NFL. It doesn't sound like much, but it is a vast chasm of a difference. So, yeah, the Bengals need to win this game and not just for my fantasy team. And the next game is on Sunday at noon. It is the only oh and two and oh and two matchup of the week. 
and it is the Las Vegas Raiders at the Tennessee Titans. Las Vegas is favored by two and a half, and I really don't know what to think about this game. Uh, once again, can I pick a tie? <laughs> this feels like a game that would go to a tie, right? Tennessee does not look good. After being the one seed last year in the uh, AFC playoffs, they do not look good. And But then on the other hand, Vegas are idiots. How did they lose to Arizona? Like, seriously. Like, for one, how did you let Kyler Murray run 80 yards, like, back and sideline forth. to sideline, like, 20, like, plus second play, score two points. Like, how don't you stop that? Like, that just, like, boggles my mind. Like, that's when Kyler Murray is at his best. That's why he doesn't watch film, because he doesn't need to watch film, because he can just do that. Yeah. But, like, I can't then They let him do it again as time expires to tie the air, get the touchdown and the extra point tied the game. I had to go for two, which was questionable. I do think A.J. Green did catch the ball, but it was close. A.J. Green did drop that one earlier, too. A.J. Green is garbage. He used to be... He's always been garbage. Let's get honest. He's always been overhyped. When he was with the Bengals, he never lived up to, like, what we thought he was going to be. But, yeah. But ever since he's been with the Cardinals, he's been garbage. Um... Anyways, what do you think about this matchup? I'm doing all the talking. <laughs> I don't know what to think because Tennessee has looked garbage in both of its weeks. And I think the Giants are a better team than we probably thought them to be. And the Bills are clearly the cream of the crop in the NFL right now. But still, man, is the Tannehill experiment over? Is it time to go to Malik Willis? He got to play a whole quarter and look like trash. He got benched in that game on Monday night, so I don't know. I think, I think yes. I think you go with the rookie QB. I think that you're 0-2. You were the one seed last year. You have, you're in a weak division. You need to get your stuff together right now and get on track. You still have Derrick Henry. I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's because they're not. They don't have AJ Brown anymore, so that's hurting Derrick Henry a lot because they're just stacking the box and he can't run anywhere. But I don't know. I think that they need to do something, and I think that maybe it's time. I don't think it's too early to go to the rookie quarterback. They're 0 2. They have they still have a good chance to win this division. I would say yes. They're not winning this game though. Yeah, I I say go to Malik Willis and then just run the read option with him and Derrick Henry. Like who's gonna stop that? Which one are you gonna go for? Yeah. All right. You got Las Vegas, too? I got Las Vegas here. This is a... Yeah. I think this is Vegas's Josh McDaniels doesn't make dumb mistakes usually multiple times a row in a row, and he'll figure it out this week. I think that they're going to probably avoid Hunter Renfro because, I mean, come on. Like, one fumble in overtime, you got lucky, you got it back. You can't fumble again, dude. That's almost like you're getting benched kind of shit. Like, that's almost like, I know like that is he, he has hurt? talent. I know who he is, but yeah. like, oh my god, that's bad. You lost him the game. That was the longest scoop and score to end a game in NFL history. Did you know that? I did not know that. That was the record. It was 67 yards. And like, I mean, think about it. 
you don't ever see a scoop and score in the game. You see a pick six or something like that, but scoop and score, that's a rare ending to a game. It's and so it's hard like, to scoop up the egg-shaped football. Like, like just watching these professional athletes, and I don't remember what game like I saw the highlight on, but someone did it one-handed. Like They perfectly just reached down and like grabbed the ball one-handed, and I'd swear in my entire life I had never seen someone do it so seamlessly. Crazy. For some reason, that ball is very slippery and like it's really hard to pick up when you're trying to like do it quickly, or like even falling on it. How many times you see someone fall on it and it just pops out? Yeah. Even like, with their sticky gloves, like they have gloves nowadays that basically are like Spider-Man hands, and they still can't pick the ball up. I think though, for Las Vegas, I need to get the ball to Devonte Adams. I think that would have helped them in this game. I don't. He had two catches for 12 yards, and he had a touchdown, but like. After what he did in week one, it's like, why did you, like, I'm sure, yeah, he's being covered, but, like, he's Devontae Adams. Yeah, he's Devontae Adams, exactly. Like, Darren Waller didn't even really have that great of a game. I don't know what was going on in that game. The Raiders should have won that game. I still don't think Arizona's very good. I think that they just got lucky and, like, the Raiders just shit the bet at the end, but that's the NFL for you. Anybody, any given Sunday. Any given Sunday, and the, you know, tight ends who are supposed to be great are all just dog shit so far this year, besides Travis Kells, so. That is very true, and I've changed tight ends in, like, both of my leagues, like, multiple times already, and I'm starting to get upset with it, but Mark Andrews had a good week this week, though. Excuse me. Moving on. To the final noon game on Sunday, we have a matchup from the NFC East. It is the 2-0 Philadelphia Eagles at the 1-1 Washington Commanders. Philadelphia Eagles are favored by 6.5 points, which I feel like that might be a little low. Uh, I mean, I obviously have the Eagles in this game. I would like see Carson Wentz like go off and be like hey Eagles remember you drafted me and thought I wasn't any good boom that would be awesome I wouldn't mind that at all because I don't I don't really like either of these teams so like if they beat up on each other that's what I'm rooting for if the commanders win this game I'm not going to be mad I just picked up Carson Wentz for one of my fantasy teams he's not going to get 30 points again like the first two weeks I know it. he's going to get like six then I'm like shit stuck with Brady who's at least gave me double digits but I'm going with Philadelphia anyways. They're probably going to win by 13. Uh, what's the over-under at this game? The over-under is 47 and a half. All right, folks. This is my silver lock of the week for betting because I forgot about this game because I did know this is one of the few games that I did know is on the schedule. This game is hitting the over. I have a shootout here. The Vikings, that game on Monday night deserved to be a shootout. If for some reason Kirk Cousins only was trying to target Darius Slay, who was the only one who could cover anyone on the Eagles. If you watch back at the film, two and third, like the second and third wide receiver are running butt naked down the field with no one on him, and he's still staring at Justin Jefferson. He only threw it to Jefferson and Irv Smith, because Kirk Cousins is a moron. The Washington Commanders have a cadre of wide receivers. And also, Logan Thomas might be back this week. So then they also have a superstar tight end. This game is going shootout. 
I am also going to take the Commanders on a bet because I think this is a three-point game. I do have the Eagles winning, but I think it is a 34-31 absolute just barn burner. Yeah. Um, who would have had Jahan uh, Dotson being the best rookie wide receiver for, through the first two weeks? I didn't even know who he was until week one, to be honest with you. So uh, I am... I tried to pick him up this week in our unusual suspects uh, fantasy league, and I missed them by one on the waiver wire. So I did put in a trade for him though from Shady because he's the one who picked him up. To see if maybe he'll trade me, but I doubt he will. But uh, yeah, I, this game—I feel like this game will be good though. I'm excited. It's the last noon game, so I think we have like eight games at noon. Uh, maybe even nine. Nope, nine games at noon. Let's party. I'm gonna, that's gonna be the best time to watch football. Um, let's move on to 305 on Sunday. We have the one and one Jacksonville Jaguars at the one and one Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers are favored by seven, and I think that's too high of a number. I really do. After, I mean. Yeah, I'm down on the Colts, but I mean Jacksonville just beat the Colts 24 to nothing. Yeah, and they could have beat the Commanders Week One as well if not they for some. Have. Yeah, if yeah. not for some bad drop passes, they would have had a lead in that game. Oh, this is a rough game. I don't like this at all. I picked all Big Cat teams so far, but my heart's telling me that the Jags might go on a little run here because I don't know how Herbert's ribs are going to hold up. I've had broken ribs before. It is the worst thing ever. And don't get me wrong, I guarantee Justin Herbert's probably way tougher than I am. But the first time a 350-pound defensive lineman cracks him in the chest and lands on him, even with a flak jacket, just don't know how that broken rib cartilage is going to hold up. Oh, but San Diego's or lost whatever city they're in. The Chargers are a way better team. Uh, I'm going to pick. I'm going all big cats. Last week I said don't pick any big cat teams. This week, fuck it. I'm taking the Jaguars. Even though I'm super high on the Chargers as well. But I think Justin Herbert's going to get hurt. What do you think the final is going to be? The final is going to be 20-17. to I mean, I, I think that the... Seven points is a little high for this game. I, I am picking the Chargers, but I'm only picking them to win it by four. I'm going to go. And it's, I don't think it's going to be that high scoring of a game because I do like Jacksonville's defense. Josh Allen, and not the quarterback, the linebacker, is a fucking beast. He's one of my favorite players on defense in the league right now. Um, I'm going 21-17 Los Angeles. Yeah, I think the Jags would be a good bet if you're getting plus seven against these Chargers. Because once again, I love the Chargers. But a broken rib cartilage, I don't care how much they try and shine it up and make it look nice, that hurts. And it hurts to breathe, it hurts to move, it hurts to do anything with injured ribs. So just that first time Josh Allen, the linebacker, comes screaming on an A-gap blitz and just lights up Justin Herbert and his ribs shatter, then you'll know why I didn't start on this week in fantasy. The next game on the docket is at Sunday at 325. We have 
the Los Angeles Rams, who are one and one, facing their division rivals, the Arizona Cardinals, who are also one and one. And the Rams are favored by three and a half. I am not a believer in the Cardinals even after last week. But that being said, if they won this game, I could see them gaining some confidence. I don't know what the schedule looks like after this game. I think that the Rams are a very beatable team this year. But I I don't know. Uh, what do you think about this game? I, I have mixed thoughts. First of all, I would like to know what is the over-under for this game? The over-under is 49 and a half. Folks, for the bronze lock of the week, and for the first time on this show, take the under. And I know it sounds insane, because both of these are super-powered offenses, but every time these two mother-effing teams play against each other, neither team can score any effing points. And I have lost so much money on these two teams betting the over. So for my bronze lock of the week, Take the under, and I will take the Rams in a slugfest of a game. Absolutely boring to watch. Lots of field goals. Let's say 19 to 14. Go a real weird score. This game is like, I feel like, can I take a tie? Thank you, Ben. Uh, I don't know. I feel the Rams are very beatable. They just... They aren't as strong as they were at the end of last year, losing Von Miller, not having Odell. They don't really have the, a great second option besides Cooper Cup. Like, Robert Woods is better than Allen Robinson, easily. Um, it's hard to pick against the Rams. because I don't believe in Arizona, but I'm down on the Rams. I'm going to pick the Rams because I think that's the safer bet. Um, I don't even know what the score is going to be. I just hope that Tyler Higby scores all their touchdowns because I picked him up in one of my fantasy teams, and we need a tight end to go off this week. It has to happen. Someone's going to do it. I will say, I don't, and this is years ago. This is when I still was working at BNH, but I do remember I was doing research. This is when I was, this is when I was betting a lot of money all the time because I just had, I had a lot of spare cash lying around. So I was spending a lot of money on gambling that teams that played in an overtime game the next week were, their records was abysmal. I think it was like two and like 22 or something at that point. Like having to play an overtime game the week before, you're like just decimated a team. And especially in a big win and an emotional win, their record was even worse. To your point, uh, all four teams that played in overtime in week one are lost in week two. So. I mean, sure. then maybe we should change our Las Vegas pick. We might. <laughs> well, Too bad we're not gonna. Nope, I can't do that. Um, the next game is on Sunday at 325. This one is an interesting matchup. It is the 0-2 Atlanta Falcons at the 1-1 Seattle Seahawks. Seattle is favored by 1.5. Atlanta, like... In a different universe, they could be 2-0. For real, they could have beat the Saints week one. And they almost came back last week against... Uh, who did they play? Um, who did they play last week? 
I, where are you? Apparently, uh, they played the Rams. <laughs> the very beautiful team. Like, I was watching, and like, they didn't show much of it on Red Zone because the Rams were dominating. And then in the fourth quarter, I noticed that the score was 28-3. to And this time, Atlanta was down 28-3, and I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, I've never wanted a team to come back and win so much. I, for like half an hour, 45 minutes, I became the biggest Atlanta Falcons fan in the world. And all of a sudden, they came alive, and they got within six points. And I was like, oh, my God, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. And then, ah, that was headed. Marcus Mariota threw the ball in the end zone and got intercepted by Jalen Ramsey when he didn't need to throw it in the end zone. He just needed the first down. Oh, that was and like, it was when he threw, it was an insane interception by Jalen Ramsey. He jumped uh, over the wide receiver. Yeah, the receiver. Yeah, I mean, but Jalen Ramsey is definitely one of the top defensive backs in the league. But like, oh my god, I thought that Atlanta was going to do it and they were going to end the curse. They didn't though. How cool would that have been though? Like, I mean, that's that's a story you cannot write. Hey man, uh, the ATL. I've been betting on the ATL so far this year, and they've been letting me down. But it's apparently going to be the hill that I'm going to die on because I believe in Atlanta. Give me Atlanta in this game. And I think they might even beat up on the Seahawks. I know it's in Seattle, you said, right? It is in Seattle. Got 12 man. Don't care. That's the only thing that worries me. Like, we go to Seattle or Kansas City, the noise. Like, you say home field advantage doesn't, like, matter. Sometimes when you can't hear, it does matter. I've seen it. It does affect teams, but I don't know. I do like Marcus Mariota. I've always liked Marcus Mariota ever since he's come out of college. I thought that they were too quick to bench him in Tennessee, to be honest with you. It was only Tannehill, and, like, whatever. Um, he was back up in Las Vegas last year, and I'm glad that he is starting for a team Seattle has Geno Smith as their quarterback, and he looked like Geno Smith on Sunday. Ah, oh, man. I I hate to pick Atlanta because you picked Atlanta, but I really like Marcus Mariota. Uh, Drake London is another one of those rookie route receivers that is looking pretty good in the first couple of weeks. Cordero Patterson is having a resurgence in his career. He's having the best like run of his career these last few years. He's a no pun intended. No, it's crazy how like Chicago and Minnesota only use them as a kick returner. And, and New then, England, like oh, yeah. even New England, yeah. like well, we gadget in New England. Yeah, we gadget played him too. Like we throw bubble screens. How did Bill Belichick not go? Hey, we put him in the backfield. Like we didn't have a freaking running back at that time. He's a great running back. Um, I'm going Atlanta. I've talked myself into it. You talked me into it. Um, hey, Marcus. Hey, Marcus. I, I know that you listen to our podcast. It's one of your favorites. I know it, Mr. Mariota. So I just have one favor to ask. Throw the fucking ball to Kyle Pitts, okay? He is a beast of a man. Give him more than three targets in the game, all right? Just just maybe try. I don't know. Look for number eight. If Atlanta loses this game, I think it's going to be because of their defense. I mean, they, Seattle still has threats at wideout. Like, DK Metcalf made some really nice plays on Sunday. Tyler Lockett is looking good. They're actually even running the ball. Um, 
But like I said, Geno Smith is their quarterback. This is another one that's really a toss-up. Yeah, I'm going Atlanta. One and a half a point favors for Seattle feels right to me. But I think Atlanta is going to win probably by a field goal. I would agree with that. And uh, got their kicker on one of my fantasy teams too. So I'd be all right with that as well. Hopefully it's a 50-yarder so I get five points. Young Way Cool! And moving on to the final Sunday afternoon game. It is at 325. And it's the 1-1 one one Green Bay Packers at the 2-0 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the Buccaneers are favored by one and a half points. It's 41 and a half over under, which ugh, that kind of seems a little low. For the, I mean, I know that Tampa Bay doesn't have Mike Evans because he's an idiot. Like, why? Why does he keep on cheap shotting Marcus Latimer? He like, hates that guy. <laughs> he does, but like, hates that guy. And then, did you see like his press con or like the media like when he's interviewing after the game? He's talking about how he doesn't think he was gonna get suspended because the first time it was a lot worse and he only got suspended one game for it. This time it wasn't a cheap shot. And he, and then what he said to the referee when uh, the referee's like, "What are you doing?" He goes, "That's fucking Tom Brady." And it's like, I mean, yeah, but like. I'm pretty sure that uh, oh, I can't remember the running back um, Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette. I wanted to say Legarrette Blount, but that was previous, way but, yeah. back in the day. And I'm pretty sure Leonard Fournette had it covered right there. You didn't need to come running from the sidelines and like deck him. But I don't know. This game was weird, and I know you didn't see it because we talked about it a little bit. Um, yeah, the Buccaneers' offense looked god awful the first three quarters. It was. Tom Brady was more frustrated than I've ever seen him in his life. And he's known to be a frustrated quarterback. Broke another Microsoft tablet. He, um, but like, just the way he was screaming at his guys on the field. Like, it's like, dude, I mean, that's, you're beyond the point of being a good leader and being more like a bully. It, like, that's why... Uh, Scotty Miller wasn't playing very good. It's because Tom Brady was like constantly breathing down his neck every single time he dropped a ball, even though he was dropping everything. It just, I feel like Tom Brady, I know he, like, rumor is, like, I don't want to, like, talk about his personal life, but rumor is he's having problems. And he has to have Wednesdays off of practice now because it's what they call the veteran, like, leave something. So he gets Wednesdays off of practice so he can go hang out with his family. And it, I don't know. Tom Brady is not in a good headspace, and I feel like it's affecting his team. That being said, I'm going to the Packers because I feel like Aaron Rodgers is in a better headspace than Tom Brady right now. I feel like Sammy Watkins looked good on Sunday night, which, I mean, it's not going to look like that every week, but that was awesome. Defense looked pretty good. I mean, they're playing the Bears, but... They still looked pretty good. I just, they always, the Packers are like the Colts and the um, Patriots. They can never win in Florida. Even when they play the Saints in Florida, they couldn't win that game. But I don't know. Something about Tom Brady that uh, dropped him in fantasy. There's something about him. He's not right. I'm going Green Bay. That is fair. For. Basically, all the opposite reasons of what you said. I do agree that Tom Brady might not be in the best headspace right now, but I think that home crowd, like, 
Tom Brady in Tampa Bay is a different Tom Brady. Like, even Tom Brady in New England, when he played at home in New England, it wasn't like, it didn't feel like that big of an advantage. Like, I mean, the weather in New England was always an advantage. But ever since he's gone to Tampa Bay, when he's in that Buccaneers stadium and they he got him a Super Bowl, that place is going to be rocking. I... The Packers always lose in Tampa Bay. It doesn't matter how good or bad the Tampa Bay, t- Tampa Bay team they are playing is. I saw them lose to the creamsicle Tampa Bay Buccaneers way back in like the early 2000s when there was no chance in hell Tampa Bay should have won that game. So I'm taking Tampa Bay. I, I think that uh, that defense looked good, but then it also looked pretty bad at points where it gave up two huge like drives. And I think that Tampa Bay and Leonard Fournette can maybe gash that Packers D a little bit. That's that's almost all they got is Leonard Fournette and Tom Brady because Mike Evans is suspended for this game. Um, Chris Godwin hasn't been – I don't know what his status is for this game. We don't know yet. And Julio Jones, same. Like, like those are your top three wide receivers. And they just signed Cole Beasley, but, I mean – he hasn't been relevant in like three or Russell four Gage. I mean, he's mediocre at best. Let's get yeah. honest. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not. It's actually, I feel that Tampa Bay is going to win this game. And then the whole week is going to be the pundits all like, oh, the Packers aren't that good. They just lost to the like second string Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's the third game of the season. All these teams are going to look so different by the time we yeah. come to playoffs. If Green Bay loses this game, it's not going to be because of Tampa Bay's offense. It's going to be because of Tampa Bay's defense. And they, like, I mean, they were playing Jameis Winston. They got the benefit of those three picks and got a couple of strips. And, but they're still a crazy defense. Todd Bowles is their head coach, who is a defensive-minded coach, which is very rare in the NFL if you think about it. Usually your head coach is offensive-minded, but... I don't know. I that defense is nasty, and the Packers. I don't know. They don't know how to play against good defenses sometimes. Like they don't do what they should be doing. I don't know. I think if they stick to the game plan they had last week, give the ball to Aaron Jones, like be more of a running offense, and then use the run to pass rather than try to pass the run, which never makes sense. But that's what they always try to do. Um. Yeah, I think they'll be fine if they can, like, just give the ball to Aaron Jones. He was had a monster game on Sunday night. I feel Aaron Jones is underrated. I feel like he's definitely a top five running back in the league. He just doesn't get the credit he's due. Yeah, I think Aaron Jones is probably quite underrated. I still am taking Tampa Bay in this game, though. Okay. Well, we have two games left, so we're going to Sunday night football. And this is the one in one San Francisco 49ers traveling to the one in one Denver Broncos. The 49ers are favored by one point, which is funny to me because it's like we don't know who to pick and we don't really respect Denver, so we're gonna give San Francisco the edge. But they give them a full point, which is kind of lame. I like it better when it's half point. Because then you can't, like, you know. Can't really lose. <laughs> or you're going to lose or you're going to win. You yeah. can't tie. Um, no pushes. Yeah. This game's interesting to me because 
Denver first two games looked bad. They should have lost to Houston. They, I don't, they cannot score in the red zone. And that's not good. Um, I think it's a blessing in disguise that Trey Lance got hurt because they were going to go Trey Lance all year. And I think that Trey Lance would have gotten the playoffs. I just think that Jimmy Garoppolo is your better option. He's taking you to the Super Bowl. Almost went to the Super Bowl last year. I don't know why they hate Jimmy Garoppolo so much. And then nobody wanted to trade for him. And now it's like, okay, I guess we'll keep you just in case. And then this happens and it's like, thank fucking God we kept Jimmy Garoppolo. See, this is why we paid him all that money. Because we knew this was going to happen. And I think the 49ers are in way better shape with Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, in my mind, they're winning that division now. When I didn't, I don't think they were going to win it with Trey Lance. I thought they were going to be a wild card team. Trey Lance is still an experiment. I feel bad for the guy. It's only his fourth start. Um, especially with all the stuff like that came out about after the Bears game, saying he went to the strip club. But I don't think that. I think people were uh, not doing their research because I, I highly doubt that was after the game. Yeah, like, that had to be like sometime in the off season because I don't think anybody's that stupid to go and do something like that. No. But anyways. That's beyond the point. Uh, San Francisco is one point in favor. What do you think about this game? Jimmy G, revenge tour. Nobody wanted me. Now I get to start again. I think Jimmy G is going to go off for the rest of this year. I got the 49ers going away. And I really do think that Russell Wilson... I was high on Russell Wilson. I thought they were... I thought there was going to be three teams, maybe out of the AFC West, to make the playoffs. Now, after these first two games... I don't know if only or if two teams are going to make it out of the AFC West, and it might just be the division winner. I think the Broncos are not that good. I got San Francisco winning this one, going away. I am taking San Fran as well. I believe in Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I don't know. I think it's weird with the Denver situation with Nathaniel Hackett. What? made them hire Nathaniel Hackett was it really I mean to me it has to be because they thought that he was going to be able to bring Aaron Rodgers over like why else would you hire Nathaniel Hackett and that didn't happen so then they were scrambling and that's when they decided that oh we're going to trade for Russell Wilson we're going to pay him all this money because he's won so many MVPs in his career and like we're going to make people think that he's still good because we can give him all this money and it worked out when we did it with Peyton Manning. Went to two Super Bowls, won one. Uh, I don't know. I think it, I think that they would have been better off trading for Jimmy Garoppolo. I really do. And I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to come in there Dem- to Denver and be like, hey, remember when you didn't want me? Well, I bet you wish you had me now. So Revenge I'm going to San Fran. Going San Fran. Uh, Broncos can't score. I'm going San Fran's going to win this game 27-13. to 13. Ooh. I'm going with they're going to blow them out. I believe it. I like that. I, that 27-13 sounds pretty good. And finally, we have the Monday night game, which is the 1-1 Dallas Cowboys at the 2-0 New York Giants. The Giants are favored by 2.5 points in this game. Even with Cooper Rush, I would have thought that Vegas might have still favored 
uh, Dallas because, I mean, yes, the Giants are 2-0. and Nobody knows if they're for real or not, though. I They're the Giants, so my brain is telling me they're not for real. But this game should be fun because if the Giants do win this game, it's that's exciting. That's really exciting for the NFC East. And I don't know when they play the Eagles. They'll probably get demolished by the Eagles, but I don't know. I'm going to go with the Giants because I want that win more. I like that Mike McCarthy is on a hot seat. I I do like Cooper Rush. I thought he played really well on Sunday. Like He did everything in his power to help the Cowboys win that game. Um, I But that being said, I am going with the Giants. And they're going to win it on a last-second field goal. And going to go 24-21. I completely agree that this game is a toss-up. And I really... It could go either way. I think the Giants, once again, are a better team than we all thought they were before the season started. But then again, they have beaten Tennessee and Carolina, who aren't showing to be probably the upper echelon of the NFL this year. The Cowboys have lost to Tampa Bay, and then they beat the, you know, Bengals. A little bit better competition, maybe. True. So I think that Micah Parsons just dominates this game. I think he's our NFL defensive MVP this year. And I think he's one of those players that should be in the actual MVP conversation at the end of the year. They'll obviously not win it. It's a quarterback award now, as stupid as that is, because we see the quarterbacks do basically the same thing every year, unless Lamar Jackson wins it, because he has like 5,000 yards passing and 3,000 yards rushing. But that's neither here nor there. Micah Parsons is going to dominate this game. I'm going to take the Cowboys to win 20-14. to 14. Okay, let's see how many games we did for real. One two three four games differed just like last week and we went eight and eight both of us so it didn't even matter we split those games um this is an exciting week three i'm excited like the week two was great bunch of great matchups it lived up to the hype for the most part there were a couple duds in there monday kind of was a downer but i mean it started out great with the chiefs and Chargers game I have high hopes for the Pittsburgh-Cleveland game tomorrow night. Hopefully Amazon can get their shit together so everybody can actually watch the game. I didn't have a problem with it, thankfully, but like I know how I would be reacting if I did have a problem with it. So I don't I don't blame anybody that's pissed about it. So I don't understand how they don't have that shit together. Like Peacock streams a Sunday night game every week and they, they gotta figure it out. I mean, they also have the WWE that they had also to test out on, which they fucked up a lot with their stream. But still, like, you think Amazon, that, like, billion-dollar company, would be able to stream a football game so everybody could see it? You would think that. You would also think that, you know, like last year, when for the first time they offered Red Zone on the Fantasy app, that they would have had enough servers so that all the people paying for it could have watched it the first five weeks of the season. Because, you know, the NFL is not a multi-billion dollar corporation. But, you know, these are just the things of the world, Diesel. They don't care. They don't know. And they don't think things through. And we just keep on giving them our money. Damn right. (laughs) 
Well, I mean, I think that's a good spot to end the show. I still don't really have anything like planned to end this show, but uh, we can do final thoughts. Like, what do you? What are your final thoughts for week three? Like, I know you had your golden, silver, and bronze picks of the week. Oh. Like, is there anything that like really sticks out that, like, who do you think is going to be the best fantasy player of the week? Like overall, who's like? All right, who's who's the who? Because I mean, this it's been some massive scoring fantasy players each and every week so far. You know, I think that he might go back to back, and I think Lamar Jackson might just rip it up again. I could see him going for another four touchdowns, maybe two on the ground, two through the air. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. Um, a question mark I have is Amon Ross St. Brown. Is he going to keep up this pace for the entire season? I think he is. I think he's clearly their number one receiver. And last year against Minnesota is when he had his coming out party and he caught that uh, game-winning catch for their first winning or first win of the year. I think that they're not going to be able to stop him on Sunday. So I think if you have him and you didn't start him last week like me, put him in your lineup this week. I think it's a safe bet. He doesn't come out of my lineup. He's a he's a plug and play player. I love me Amun Ross St. Brown. I I took out AJ Dillon to start St. Brown this week. And I mean AJ Dillon easily could have a couple touchdowns against the Buccaneers. Like they put him in on the five yard line. That's the guy I want in the game. So yeah. But I just have I have faith in St. Brown. Equiminius. I mean, he's good too, but like, it's weird how like he just gets written off. Oh well, he doesn't have anyone to throw it to him. Who is the cooler name? Uh, Amun Ra, Saint Brown, Ancient Egypt. Come on. I mean, Equiminius is a pretty sweet name too. Oh, it's very cool, but Um, Amun Ra. I also love the fact that their father was a former Mystery Universe, and it's just. It's nuts. It's it's a great story. I, I do kind of wish that Equinemius was still a part of the Packers. but And I do kind of wish that he wasn't a part of the Bears. But what are you going to do? What He'd be doing do? a lot better if he was part of the Packers. He'd basically be their number one. Be. But uh, once again, we don't have a Twitter for this show. So just follow me on Twitter at Diesel underscore VFTR. Follow Chad on Twitter at Chad's underscore mine. And send in your podcast. We added to Visionaries Global Media. Sending them into visionariesglobalmedia at gmail.com. And all our podcasts are heard on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, um, Apple Podcasts. Um, there's a big one that I'm forgetting. Google Play. Uh, Spotify. There Spotify. You know, Spotify. Podknife and Podable. I did this out of order. I'm used to doing it differently on the other show. I don't know what I'm doing right now, but... I mean, I don't really have much else to say. I'm excited for football. I think that uh, hopefully we get this one up on YouTube this week. We'll see. If you're watching this on YouTube, hi. Hi, everybody. Chad's Um, trying, folks. He's trying. Chad is trying. Chad does a great job, and I think that everybody should show him love in the comments section. That's what should happen today. But we enjoyed talking football with you. 
It's going to be a great week three. We can't wait to discuss it next week. You'll hear all our opinions on all the games. And we'll be making picks again. Probably some more bold predictions. But until next week, let's watch some football. Bye.